Don Rahul Jimenez. How amateur is that? Like, you don't even see that down in the park. If they, if they lose, it provides great content. I am supporting every team that plays break. I'm not making a documentary this year about how shit my club is. Mudman, thank you as always. Who would you rather lose it to, by the way, me or Johnny? That's somebody's choice. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Football Bubble. Um, the final Premier League show, anyway, of this godforsaken, horrendous season that is finally over. Um, uh, club level-wise, there's still obviously the European competitions coming up. Uh, in the next what Wednesday and then Saturday night, we're just going to talk about look back at the season that's happening in the Premier League. We're going to chat about our team of the season, our moment of the season, and our player of the season. And we have a full house tonight, so hello everyone. Hello, Pipped. <laughs> a new one, you fuckers would say so. <laughs> Before we move on the show, Finn pooed and put in my hair. All right, that's what happened, guys. I have a son who's a menace. A menace to society, and that's what he did. I love him very much, my best friend. Um, the season is over. We've all had different seasons. Chelsea's obviously for Brenton still ongoing. They, they have the big, big one coming up next Saturday. Um, on Steve. Pat- on Steve. Well, on yeah. Steve. Sorry, on Wednesday night. Steve. Sorry, I forgot you were in. That's outrageous. Right. Um, <laughs> I just I have I I just know Villarreal going to win it. I just forgot United were playing them. Um. That's coming up as well on Wednesday night for United finishing off a European trophy too, hopefully for Steve. Um, well, I don't know where we start because I'm glad the season's over. I don't know about you, I don't know who wants to come in first. Maybe Steve, you can come in when she's now finishing second. Um, but did it feel like a slog at the end for you too? Oh yeah, like it felt, it's felt over since maybe February. Um, with very little for United to play for really in that time other than the Europa League. And so, yeah, you're right. But it, it kind of feels like this season has been two seasons because it felt like the end of last season just merged into this season as well. So really, I'm not disappointed there won't be football on the TV for a while because um, that was not me getting the WhatsApp message, I promise. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I'm so, oh, I'm sorry, I'm too popular. Um, it definitely wasn't Mammy texting me. Um, but yeah, so this has been a bit of a slog, you're right. But like, look, second place finish for United, it's hard to argue with it being a bad season. It could have been a much better season. I think there was a lull kind of, I, I think the last few games, you know, you'd have been, rotating the team so heavily it's really hard to kind of put too much like said in in anything they've done over the last five games I think they've pretty much felt they had European football secured and then obviously at the weekend they knew they had second place wrapped up and all that so but I think there was a period kind of coming up to just before Christmas where like it's not the hope that kills you because I don't think I ever really let myself think it could happen that they might actually challenge for the title but everyone kept telling me that they were going to challenge for the title and it felt it's the first time you kind of feel that in like oh, seven eight years so that was fun so in that regard the season was good but yeah it did feel like it just went on that bit too long what about you Johnny um 
Apologies, my microphone was in my face there. Are you done with, with Arsenal? No, you missed out in the end on European football. Uh, just, but he's managed to come through and have a decent run at the end of the season. But how has it been for you as an Arsenal fan this year? If you just sum it up for us. Shit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> worst, worst season I've ever witnessed in my life. It's terrible. Um, just kind of glad it's over, like like the rest of us. Um, it, it's funny, like in hindsight now, we're only six points off the Champions League spots, and we lost stupid games at home against the likes of Burnley and Wolves and Everton. You know, um, but I'm not gonna like I've said this before. We started recording. I'm not gonna look at it. The fact that I just think everybody else was just very poor. Um, I know that Tim Stillman actually has put a lot of blame on um, Arteta playing Willian at the start of the season for way too long before he dropped him and he feels like Willian cost his points and he probably did like he scored one goal for yeah, us all I season saw that it's, been, it's been dog shit like so um, listen it is what it is I'm, I'm I know a lot of people were very happy we didn't finish in the Europa Conference League spot yesterday, but listen, I want to finish above Tottenham, that's why I'm kind of disappointed that didn't happen. Uh, fuckers, but I can't believe they scored two late goals. That was raging. I actually was I was pretty happy with about 10 minutes to go yesterday in all the games because Chelsea were going to finish fifth and Spurs were going to finish below us, and I was kind of happy thinking, just give me a wee bit of joy. <laughs> the season's going to just give me a wee bit of joy, but no, they just took it away from Thanks. Um, you want to finish as fast as possible, though, don't you, Jay? Like, even if you were like to finish in that conference league. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know a lot of people didn't want to finish there, and quite frankly, like I don't want to sit and play friggin' FC Shaka next season or whatever the hell we're gonna be playing. Like, friggin' who knows? Well, we won't be spurred, will we? Like, but um. At the end of the day, like you want to try and finish as high as you can, and you want to finish above the likes of Tottenham. Like you have to kind of take your your wins where you can get them. So, like that's kind of where we are at at the moment. Um, Europa League was incredibly disappointing. The fact we didn't go at least to the final with that one, like you know, Arsenal didn't even lay a glove on Villarreal. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens next year. Like you know, David Luiz got the best send off of any Arsenal player I've ever seen in my life. It's a bit wild, uh, but like you said before we started recording, like who does Chelsea not want? You know, they'd probably end up at Arsenal on two hundred grand a week. So let's we'll see where where that goes this summer. Um, uh, two two seasons in a row. That sorry, Phil. Again, right, I'm just saying two seasons in a row. Spurs have finished above Arsenal now. Changing of the guard in North London. Wise yourself up. That is early to be throwing a grenade, sir. <laughs> well, like, I mean, Arsenal have been terrible, and as much as you don't rate the FA Cup, like we've still won it twice in the last five years, whilst they've won absolutely nothing. And you know they're going to lose their, you know, their best player, and probably end up at Man City. Um, but he's still no, you know, he's no Terry Henry, like, you know. Are we counting the? By the way, just just for future reference, are we counting the Conference League as a trophy if Spurs win it, or does it go? Do you know what's going to happen? Roma's going to win it next year. Jose is going to come back and (laughs) just annihilate them. What do you see? It's happening. (laughs) Um, Paddy, Liverpool somehow managed to finish third. How did that happen? 
Goodness knows. I'm just glad that season's over. I'm having a beer to celebrate just it being finished. Um, <laughs> because it was bloody long and 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 taxing and just loaded. Too much football, too many games, too many kickoff times. Uh, just it was a slog, and as as Steve was saying, it just felt like last season just rolled in. There was no, there was none of that sort of natural pause that we're used to. That sort of usual ebb and flow, and you knew you had a transfer window, where you knew you had a major tournament, or you knew you had something that just break up the, the sort of hurricane of the Premier League. So, thankfully, we have a wee pause now, which is great, and it was great that Liverpool managed to sneak in on the last day, which might sort of direct transfer policy a wee bit. Um. And swell the coffers a bit maybe to to revamp the squad but yeah unbelievable last 10 games i i don't necessarily think we played very well in those 10 games we ground out a lot of victories eight out of one eight out of our last 10 and some of those were so late like you know trent scored a 96 minute winner against villa the bloody keeper scored against west brom in the 95th minute as well so what a goal yeah uh, and what a header yeah unbelievable header um so i knew yeah. you finished that for I knew you so. I told you it's weeks and weeks ago. You Leicester did. are so inconsistent. They're so inconsistent. They're just, they're fucking nearly as big as bottlers as Spurs, for God's sake. Honest <laughs> to God. They're, they, they've done it last year, they've done it this year again, you know. There has to be a lot of questions over Brenton Rodgers, but like you say, like even Trent came on and was fantastic there the last 10 games Liverpool, like. So fair play to them, and I knew they would do it, like, you know, just, there's too much quality in that Liverpool team, even though he's our missing players through injury. Is the England's call out, by the way? Tomorrow? Sorry, Thursday. Oh, it was Tuesday. Sorry, Tuesday, yeah. Sorry. Um, I think Leicester, Leicester have absolutely bottled it. I heard a stat there yesterday. For the last two seasons, they've been in the top four for 93% of those yeah. two seasons and haven't qualified. Like, that is shocking. <laughs> we, were, we, were th- we were 13 points behind Leicester at one stage with about maybe 10 games to go or something like that. Anyway, not maybe in mid-March and... Managed to overhaul it like they totally lost their minds. Um, and I think, I think the Miss Evans a bit, you know, as good as as good as Fafana's been, and he does look like a like a freak, like he's so athletic, he's class. And Sionchu's had a lot of plaudits over the last year or two. I think whenever they're missing Evans, they're 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 not as strong. And he has missed a few games in the last sort of few weeks. Um, but yeah. It's uh, lucky enough Liverpool to scrape through, but I I didn't I didn't see it at all a while back. Like didn't see it at all. It wasn't even counting my chickens as early as Sunday afternoon. You know pre kickoff. I just I was very surprised that Chelsea lost that game. Uh, I know Philly sort of nearly called that, but I thought Chelsea would just sort of would cruise. But uh, obviously it didn't really matter much to Chelsea in the end. They still they still got it because Leicester are butlers. Yeah, it, that's that. Just to add to it, there was only two weeks this season that Leicester weren't in the top four. That was the last oh. two weeks of the season. Wow! <laughs> Absolutely, just drink those tears of joy. For for context, yeah. for context, that's as many weeks as Manchester United were sixteenth in the league this year. So, Jesus. just like whenever um, uh, Owen Quigg won every week of the X Factor and then didn't win the final, <laughs> <laughs> it was sad. <laughs> So I've, I've seen the figures he won every week. Um, clearly, you were voting for him, you freak. Uh, Quite a few times. On Chelsea, Brenton, uh, as Paddy was saying there, they got there in the end. Um, I, do, I don't know if you've, you've obviously all noticed more than me, but I think since they've made the Champions League final, at the scenes of, I know they beat Leicester last week, but there's been performances where they felt like they've gone off the boil a little bit. I mean, you just... 
delighted, Nian, to see you get over the line. Um, you mean in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, firstly, I'd like to dedicate this pod to Daniel and Marta. Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> I hope we find you and kills you. <laughs> I got big tongue to protect me, don't worry. Um, yeah, really, really terrible performance um, yesterday going into a Champions League final, not what you want. Um, I think it, it shows the importance of Kante um, for that team. Um, actually, the over-reliance on him probably. Because I know people say he does two jobs, but he, he literally does two jobs when he's playing with Jorginho. Um, Jorginho has looked like Dick in the last three games. And, uh, you know, if Kovacic had maybe played a few more games, I would be starting him with Kante in the Champions League final. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think so much effort put into... The first um, period of, of Tuchel's reign and I don't know, maybe starting to um, falter a bit and just listen to the Athletic um, podcast on Chelsea today and they said like really Chelsea needed to win a lot of those games that they did win um, to get themselves into this position so it was like every three days they were playing you know, an important Champions League game or you know, an FA Cup semi-final or a vital Premier League game, they, they had got themselves so much into the shit at that stage that a lot of the games that they did squeak out wins were needed. Um, so it was big game after big game after big game where, you know, every compared to United, who, who had done their job sort of the first two-thirds of the season, um, as Steve said, they kind of cruised to the end there. Um but yeah, just just delighted to get over the line. Like, if you look at where Chelsea were when when Tuchel came in, like you wouldn't you wouldn't have called it be in a Champions League final and and finishing the top four. So, um, yeah, very happy. I think he's he's done a good job, and now I think uh, that really gives him the green light for getting a getting a number nine in um in the summer. So talk today of um. Danny Ings to Chelsea, which was really, really interesting. Like, instinctive finisher um, who could get on the end of some of those chances. And it's given me some food for thought. I would worry about his knee injuries. I, I mm. love I, Danny. is brilliant. I, there's a lot of talk between myself and even Paddy that at times maybe Danny Ings should have been playing a lot more than, than Roberto Firmino because of what he can offer and his pace and his finishing. But it's just his knee injuries and the fact he's had another one this year, you just would worry then, you know, and I'm sure it's going to happen, I'm hardly going to give him to you for free. But he's a good player, he deserves a chance, I think, another chance definitely, and another uh, bigger club, and, another, and a chance at European football definitely, but you just have to be my worry on him. You're going to laugh at me here, right? But you know, the perfect always for Chelsea. Here he comes. The perfect William. Hang on, hang on, hang on, let me get settled, hang on. <coughs> Go. Chris Wood. Did you say the perfect number nine? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Wood. <laughs> not joking they were they were linked with Ashley Barnes a couple of years ago I remember that like very seriously they were linked with Ashley Barnes dear lord so upgrade the Chris I, Wood I like Chris Woods and just I didn't th- did not see that name coming I just want Brendan's reaction to this what about Patrick Bamford 
<laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, I think there's too many players like Bamford already. I just think you need someone like Giroud, but five, six years younger. That's what you're looking for up there. Uh, well, I can I can tell you from experience in Giroud five years ago that he's not the answer. Your face is shit. Anyway, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like Brandon knows before he signed for Chelsea, I rated him, and I think he's very good at you know getting to the front post and putting finishes away. But he's not going to score you thirty goals a season, which is what a team like Chelsea need to win the league. I don't know um, if they do though. I, th- I think we've moved on to like you. Someone shared a stat in the group there about goals from midfield. Goals from midfield have become like they they are replacing. If you can get twenty five goals from your midfield season, that replaces your thirty goal a season striker. Yeah. If you can get two two three strikers, you can score ten goals each. Then you're laughing. I think that's the way football has gone. And looking at Chelsea's attackers, like they're like the average age is what twenty two. If you take Giroud out of it. Like mm. they're a young side and they're young in midfield as well. I think Kante might be the only player over over the age of thirty in midfield. So, like, there's a is lot. He? Of, is he over thirty? He's well, he is thirty. Yeah. Frank. My God, I didn't realize he was. Well, it's not that as old. Like, but I didn't realize he was that age. I thought maybe he would have been maybe late twenties. <laughs> Trust me, that thirty is not old. But <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what age are you, you never ask a lady that. <laughs> Jonathan, live, live on a podcast there. 38, 38. Not old enough to get a vaccine down here yet. Just yet, unfortunately, but like, old. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking about Chris Wood. I actually think he could do a job with the right supply. I think he obviously doesn't get that his current club, but when he does, you can see he, the results are there. I, I wouldn't, like, I'm not just, like, Shit stirring, I actually think he could do a job for a team like Chelsea with the right supply lines. I'm not I was I, laughing because Chris Wood was just so wild. I like Chris yeah, Wood. Like I don't him. know if I said on here before I rate Chris Wood. I think he's a nuisance. And he and you're right, but that's probably Reese James at one end and Chilwell at the other end. Whipping balls into the box, like he's gonna do some serious damage. So it would be it would certainly be an interesting uh signing. Did certainly see how the Chelsea fan base took it? What would you think of that, Brenton? I I actually like that's why I was so interested in that Ings one. Like the 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 names you're saying, like I mean the the journalists have said that Kane is not happening. Like like why would like moder- um Daniel Levy did not you know even consider letting Modric go to go to Chelsea. Um, I think I read today that he ended up taking less money to let him go to Real Madrid. Um, a year later, so uh, Kane is not going to Chelsea. Like so, that you know, it's either the Manchester clubs or he's going to Real Madrid or something. But um, you know, you hear that, you hear Holland, and you hear Lukaku as well. Um, but that's why I was interested in things like and someone like Chris Wood because Chelsea could need. Um, well, first of all, someone was. Proven goal scoring Premier League ability, um, but just you know somebody with a bit of nice, somebody with a bit of like Werner and Havertz uh, show touches. Even Pulisic have put in that bracket. Um, you know they the show certain naivety. I think at times, um, and it's um, there, there's been moments this season where Chelsea need somebody to you know dig an elbow in or you know 
uh, go down easy and that sort of thing. I think in, in the final third they're missing that, or you know, clever staying maybe on say for once. Um, you know, clever runs getting on the end of things, just being in the right place. Um, and you know, I think you know somebody like Ings, I, I would you know I like I really like the way he plays, just just to be a number nine and be in that position because Chelsea like when they, a lot of the time when they play this season they don't actually have a number nine on the pitch like an out and out number nine um, so something like that I, I also widely saw today I don't know if any of you saw this I didn't um, it's not in the group like but um, Real Madrid willing to listen to offers about Hazard you see that? Yeah Yeah, yeah I don't do you want to take that baggage, like literally excess baggage, on uh, with Hazard at the moment? I don't know. Like I mean, he thrived. He absolutely thrived. I, I, I yeah, mean, but he's like see. he's like me now. He's got two bellies. I know, but it's you know that's just a fitness issue, like. Well, like. It can't just be a fitness issue if it's every fucking season after the summer, Britain. <laughs> I think it's a caring issue rather than a fitness. Aye. I think it's a, but even like if he like, likes the pizza and the donuts, sir. If he cured seventy five percent, that's enough. Like, I don't know. I, I know you're. All, he's like he. It's a continuous thing for me. Probably still too. I don't know if Paddy's the same. You always look at him, and think, God, it's still like laughing back because of what we had here. But I don't know if it would make sense for Chelsea to bring Hazard back. I think the Chris Wood thing's class, like, but I, they'll probably go for one of the main ones. that's up. This summer, I wouldn't be surprised to see them heavily link with Lewandowski soon. Um, Sir, don't know if they'll get him. Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin would be a good option for Chelsea, like a bit, yeah, a bit yeah, younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Can I just finish my Griswold point with, with this stat? Of uh, Burnley have never scored more than forty-five goals in their four seasons in the Premier League. Chris Wood has got an average of one third of their Premier League goals every single season. So he's had 10, 10, 14 and 12 in four seasons that they've never scored more than 45, 45 goals and usually get around 35. So I don't know. I think with, if he can do it with Burnley at scraping away at the bottom of the league, I'd love to see. And he, unlike Ings, he's no injury history. Like he's played pretty much full seasons every season. I don't think Chelsea will go for him, but I think one of the bigger clubs is missing a trick, not kicking the tyres there. Uh, yeah, it's not really the, the same in the want, is it? Like, you know. No, exactly. You're not going to sell jerseys with Chris Woods. <laughs> Chris nah, Woods like, like, maybe in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, this type of thing, though, um, like we, Liverpool have been guilty of that signing players, and people have been like, hmm. I'm not really sure, like even Jota when he signed, I know he got injured and it sort of stuttered a bit, but like but when he signed, a lot of Liverpool fans thinking, don't care, I was saying Thiago, who cares about Jota, and the next thing he hit the ground run, bang, he was just scoring goals everywhere, same sort of thing, like a man who's just left, Gini Wijnaldum, when they signed him from Newcastle, Newcastle's been relegated, and I know the uh, Liverpool fans are like, what, why are we signing him? Like what did he really do, 10 goals in Newcastle, so what? And then it turns out actually... Klopp moulded him in the centre midfielder and he did quite a decent job so yeah it, it's probably it'll be one if, if they did sign someone like Wood even Cabot Lewin where the Chelsea fans might think oh, what's this about but both those players could be brilliant options for Chelsea going forward um, we will with three sort of parts to tonight's show I know we've just done our end of season and chatted to see how well I feel but team of the season the moment of the season and player of the season 
Will we get team of the season out of the way first? Because it could be the longest. Yeah, go for it. Right. Strap in, um, we um, we all agree to think that Emmy Martinez is going to be our goalkeeper. Yes. So we're all happy with that. Honourable um, mentions as well. Um, uh, as we go along. Yeah. Okay, if you want, you... Like, I don't actually have any at the minute, but I'm just saying. Well, no, no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't have it for a key. Well, you know, you could you could shout Addison out, obviously, but um, there's an option there. If we cannot agree, you can throw in an honourable mention. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think honourable mentions goalkeepers though Addison and even Melia at Leeds. Yeah, I think it's been quite good. I think there's definitely potential in there for a very good goalkeeper when he's when he gets a bit older. Um, yeah. And Alison not not for his goalkeeping, but for giving us one of the great Premier League moments. <laughs> um, still can't believe that happened. Uh, so at defence, we all have we all have one player in. We all agreed on Ruben Diaz, so we'll start with him. Plop him there. That's fine. Big Ruben. Then it's a little bit different. So obviously, I think we all had each other as well, did we? No, Paddy had, Paddy, of course Paddy went against the green. Yeah. Um, he had Soufal no. and Cancelo as his two full-backs. Whereas I think myself and Steve had Aileen and Shaw. Yeah. Uh, what did Jonathan have? I had the same as you. you I did. totally had the same team as you, except one player. And Brenton, what did you, don't, don't you share it me, John. What did, don't Brenton, what did you have? Um, I, I think definitely Shaw. Um, okay. Are, are we just going? Are we picking up formation here? No. I think it has to be four four two because you're trying to squeeze a midfielder in that uh, an extra midfielder in, are you? Are, are we? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 we'll go. We'll go. back anyway. So yeah. What's your? What was your? What was yours? Um. <laughs> I would actually write mine down, but um, yeah, I think Ailing has to go in. Um, just as, as I was saying off air before we started, the play it every game, um, and just with with the amount of running that Leeds are asked to do, that's that's pretty damn impressive. Um, and actually, the amount of um, I think it's the most tackles maybe as well. He's the most tackles and he the most yards gained by a player around Europe's top five leagues, even more than Messi. Well, Ali, do you want to respond? Like? With my fullbacks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just I just really like Vladimir uh, Sufal. He like to pick him up for, for peanuts or, well, peanuts in Premier League terms, five million. I just think he was such an important part of that West Ham side doing so well. He he had nine assists and Every time I watched him, I just thought he looked really solid, could cross the ball really well, and just wasn't what you associate with West Ham defenders. Like they've, they've sort of signed a lot of players in the twilight of their career, fullback. They've had Ever there lately. They've had Zabaleta, and as good as Zabaleta was, he, he definitely wasn't was well past his peak by then. Same with Ever. I just think Sufal is just smart, smart business. You know, the same him and, and Sushek in the same spot. And they're clearly thinking outside the box a wee bit and going to, to other leagues. Just thought he was I thought he was very good. Um Ailing obviously was was very good and he uh he doesn't look like your typical uh wing back or typical full back. Uh 
Ailing, just his size, he looks more like a centre half. But he, he was very good, but I just I just liked Tufal personally, I thought he was class. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to like leave out West Ham players and that's it, like a well, in in the players we've picked, it's like a theme uh throughout this process like um because they have had an unbelievable season. Um but there's just players in certain positions who you can't you actually physically cannot leave out like Johnny. Can <coughs> I? I think um, yeah, a lot of credit has to go to Luke Shaw for like he had to do a lot of running and that's a lot of running for a fat boy. Like. <laughs> 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 I, I can emphasize with him. Um who are we gonna put in beside Ruben Diaz? I think Aileen and Shaw obviously um there was the, the on majority votes they yeah. gone in. Apologies, Paddy, but Sufa was a great shout um, and played very well. The West Ham do well to hold on to him, actually, I think, uh, next season, and Suchek. But who are we going to put in beside Ruben Diaz? This? Because I think myself and Johnny went with Stones, maybe. Um, uh, Paddy, you went with Fofana. And you went yep. with Fofana, Steve. So, Brenton, yes. who did you go with then? Um, I, I just also say that um, a couple of people have sent us in their teams as well. Um and Rizzo, who will be listening, um, big United fan, Steve. So I know um, you've, yeah. got, you've got a bit of company. Um, I, I also put Sue Fallon. Um, so that I, I think a lot of people will probably be be picking from those two. Like so, you know, it's basically um, just who your preference is. Um, yeah, I, th- I think. I think probably, probably Fafana just for me. Yeah, I have no issues with that. Um, uh, I, I think just, um, the fact that Stones, um, I don't think played as much, um, and because he, he's kind of in a team that you would expect. Um, to defend better, and it, you know when he did play, he was very much assisted by by Diaz. Like, um, not that I say he didn't have a good season. You know, a great season in especially trying, you know, proving people wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the last um, last couple of games I've seen Leicester play because I've obviously been interested in their games. Like um, when Fofana was playing, he was. He's an absolute wall. Uh, yeah, that's. It's been some signing, but then Wednesday I found out the reason why I picked Stones and maybe Johnny too was I think mm. Stones had a lot of he's had a big kicking uh, the past couple of seasons, and um, I know he made that mistake for England, but he's looked as good as Ruben Diaz has looked, and he has been excellent. Stones has at times looked really, really good, and they've been a, a superb partnership at times. The back, I know they've conceded. Maybe some goals, but in certain moments in games, and I just thought he was worthy of it. But can't have an argument with Fafana. He, like, again, I think Leicester missed out in Champions League football. They might rue that big time come the summer transfer because I think there'll be a lot of clubs possibly looking at him. Could be some clubs of, of some of our clubs um, in this podcast looking at him and thinking I'd like him in my centre centre back. Um, I one club. <laughs> yeah, I think he could <laughs> be playing in red. He's, he's, he's 21 or something 21 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think I think it was a kind toss between Stones and Fafana, and I think what gave it to me is that Stones' best performances always came with Diaz beside him. Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's that's the clincher for me that Fafana did a lot of it on his own as well. So I think that was it, but it is really a a coin toss. And I actually, I know I picked him, but I think on his day Laporte's better. Mm. Um, just I don't know. Laporte's been in and out of injury. Still managed to get himself in the Spain squad somehow, but he's been in and out different things with injury. But yeah, Fofana, a weird one, Steve. But Johnny Evans and Fofana should probably be Manchester United centre half partnership. There is a lot of Manchester United fans who feel that Johnny Evans should never have left the club. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with them. Um, so for midfield, um, let's see. I think we we're all gonna have to agree here, even though Paddy is a rebel that. Bruno Fernandez probably going to get into midfield of the year. He's going to take your penalties if he's not there. That's very true. Jorginho. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are we all putting Bruno Fernandez in? Will I put yeah. that one down? Yeah. Yeah. That's Bruno fair. Fernandez. Um, Paddy, who did you have in your midfield? I had Grealish, who I just think that his impact on the side was shown up when he didn't play even more so he missed 12 games and he was still the most foul player in the league it's always talked about with greatest for some reason i don't know why but he's the most foul player in the league and missed 12 games like he just draw draws so much draws so much attention and if he's drawn so many players to him so many other players are free saw he was an absolute joy to watch even whenever the spanked liverpool at villa park earlier on the season he was incredible the way he uses space, his vision as well. Like he got, he got a handful of goals and he, he had twelve assists. And I, I, I read a thing today that if they'd continued going at the points per game ratio, as whenever Grealish was playing, they would have finished on sixty six points. So they would have finished just one point off the Champions League spots. Um, so he's so important to that to that team. I just think he's so graceful and elegant to watch. His balance is unreal. A bit like Foden. And that's why I have him in, even though he did miss, you know, nearly a third of the season. That's why why I have him there. So at him, I had Gundogan, who had just the most amazing purple patch probably of his career, um, sort of fifteen game period when he was probably the best midfielder in Europe for a little patch, uh, and and regained some of those glory days from Dortmund when he really was, uh, you know, he's always been brilliant for Man City, but he sort of, uh, you know, was even more influential there for a while. And I put Stuart Dallas in as well because. I really like Stuart Dallas. And <laughs> but we knew he was always going to be in your team. <laughs> yeah. So there were, I put, I, I had sort of three down in midfield, I had those three. Uh, but no, I totally, like Bruno's fair enough. Like he has been incredible. He's totally transformed Manchester United. Um, he's class at taking penalties. Um, and like his influence can't be doubted. So um, I think, you know, he's, he'd be a very worthy addition to, to any side. He's trying yeah. to practice the penalties, like so. You're going to be good at them. And then Mount United, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I I don't. I, I, that's quite a decent midfield. I know you said on Grealish, but the fact um, Grealish he only he only played twenty three games or something. So I don't. And he did have such a massive impact, but I don't know if I could be putting him in for a team of the year off that. Although going forward for next season, wherever he's landing, if he does leave Aston Villa, um. What a football they're gonna have in their hands. I went with I put mine art mine was Stuart Dallas, uh, who cleaned up in Leeds Play of the Year awards. Um Bruno Fernandez, Elkai Gundogan because and it's weird a lot of teams 
people that pick on the teams here didn't include him when really and truly he had more of an impact on City winning the league this year than Kevin the Fraud Belgian did and uh, then Mason Mount who I think has uh, <laughs> I put Mason Mount in because he called the Bruyne a fraud yeah I put Mason Mount in because that's even worse um, than me leaving out Bruno uh, because uh I wasn't a big fan of Mason Mount. I didn't think he would cut it, and he's been excellent for Chelsea all season. And so putting him in would be my four. Steve, you went with three. You went with Suchek. Class, really <laughs> unbelievable signing for West Ham. Mason Mount and Bruno Fernandes. Johnny, was yours the same as mine, or did you just... No, it wasn't. Your midfield was the same as mine, I take it, because I know you took out. Brenton, <laughs> what was your midfield then? Um, yeah, I, I think... Um, Suchak also. Um, I, I just Suchak. think the again impact and so like unbelievably underrated as well. Uh, just kind of flew yeah. under the radar. Um, and also uh, goals like um the amount of goals he contributed from midfield. Um, and. I also had Bruno, obviously, and yeah, my boy Mace. Um, I, I think he was absolutely let down by mostly Werner, let's be honest, but um, he, he put it on a plate for so many people at so many stages this season. Um, he had, this is a, a new stat for me, but I saw that he had a higher expected assists than Harry Kane this season, who 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 got the most assists. Um, but basically, he put it on plate for people and and they fucked it up like so. Um, and still like played the most minutes for Chelsea this season, even more than Mandy. Um, so he, he's consistently um putting in like seven, eights out of tens, and occasionally nine, tens out of tens. Um, so and only twenty two. So uh, there's um, there's a lot to admire about Mount, I think. And I'm trying to take out the best there. I, I think he actually genuinely does deserve it. So that's, Mount got three votes. Well, four, I think, because Johnny agreed with me. So Mount's in. Um, so with Bruno and Mount in, Dallas has had three votes. So Dallas has gone in. Well, in Stuart Dallas, on there. Um, Can I make the argument against going to one? Here he goes. For one minute, for one minute, stop being awkward. No, not being awkward, right? And then you can make your argument. And then you can make your argument. Um, so let me just try and write this down first. So we have Fernandez, Mount, and Dallas, and then I think it's probably going to end up Suchek. So go on ahead, Steve. Make your argument as to why not Gundo. <laughs> because he played for two months this season, and then fuck all the rest of the time. But those like... two months kicked <laughs> them into the league. 11, to, 11, of his goals came, 11 of his goals came between the 15th of December and the 13th of February of his 13 goals and two of his three assists came in the same period. Like when they played against all the bottom sides in the league. Like he was a flat track bully. Yeah, he was nothing more than that. Um, no, but then you could say that 99% of Fernandez goals came in the penalty spot. So like, you know. Yeah, but like, so you still have to score penalties. So <laughs> You still have to score against the smaller teams. Scoring two goals in a 5-0 win. Uh, like, uh, or yeah, one in a 4-0 win against Crystal Palace. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you should be handing out lollipops for that, that's all. <laughs> 
I got confused. I thought you were talking about Kevin Bryan. Yeah. I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Um, <laughs> track bully, and I was like, <laughs> "Is it this fraud again from Belgium?" So uh, we'll go with. I think we'll, it has we'll to be Suchek. We'll put Suchek in. I'm happy enough. I think Suchek. I've just put Suchek in. He made it into the team of the year for somebody. I don't even know who he was. Whoever was he'd be he'd be left. Oh no, I know. So ten goals for Suchek from defensive midfield. The Roy Keane esque. In in a in an homage to uh, Roy Hodgson and Sam Allardyce, who thank fuck, sorry John, have both fucked off out of the Premier League. Um, we have a four four two coming up. So up front, Brenton, who are your strikers? Um, I mean, most goals, most assists this season. I would really love to hear. Apart from like he's a shade bastard, um, the <laughs> argument I that was Johnny there. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm channeling Jerry um, every time I talk about Kane. Um, now the fact that um, most goals, success, like you have to have to put Harry Kane in, and there is no argument against it. And yes, um, <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, I will await that. How many goals have um, assisted again? Twenty-three goals and was it fourteen assists? Fourteen assists. Or uh, the BBC here? Sorry, I suppose. Uh, Nobody compared to Henri though. Twenty-five <laughs> goals and fifteen assists in one season, kid. Yes, which is still very good. Um, <laughs> so Keen is in. Oh no! Johnny, it's four to one, kid. English superstars. English superstars. I think I think it is a bit unfair though. Even though I know and I am with you, I don't really like the wee lad. Like, but not even to give him a mention. Like, he has had a good season. Honorable mention. This is what it's honorable mention for him and his eyebrows. Um. So, Steve, you went with obviously. Yeah. Did you say? The video of Mega Richards absolutely licking his hole yesterday. It, hey, I just crawl up in, inside myself. Like. I did not see well, that. They're, they're all at it. Him and him and him oh. and Gary Neville would clip and drill all over him. Um, I'm glad you went with drill there, Paddy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking of another bodily fluid? <laughs> I've seen enough bodily fluids and I did once. Um, yeah, that's what he's thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and this is just lovely, I think Mo Salah's going to end up in the team this season. And even Paddy had him in his team this season. So that is just pure... Thank you, Paddy. That's that amazing. Is it is, yes. I had absolutely him amazing. Had why? Him. Why do you think he's shit? I do think he's shit. But so why is he in your team this season? He scores a lot of goals. And I think and that... So why is he shit? He's shit because he can't, he can't control the football, he can't pass the football, That's he's got no vision, he's a greedy bastard. Please stop. Please. Anything else? I've also just noticed that Gundogan actually had three votes to Suchek's two, but somehow got over, we got overrided here and put Suchek in. But here, look, we're the football Maybe battle. Do what we want. <laughs> yes. I noticed that you didn't raise to Steve's little comment about Roy Keane, but you know. No, I didn't even hear it actually. Um, <laughs> Can I also say? I also did. we're we're basically at the end of our team. And 
Man City won the league, and we have one Man City player in the whole team. <laughs> that was the point. That was the whole point. I, of I, I think I I think that's fair. I honestly <laughs> think that's fair. Like I like whatever. Like root what about De Bruyne? Yeah, no, uh, nah, I, I, <laughs> there's people talking about De Bruyne winning the Ballon d'Or, and I just think that's silly. No, 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 um, no, 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 I won't. So won't our team of the year, and this will go up obviously on our socials, is. Emmy Martinez. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Did I not get to pick my strikers? No. <laughs> no, because you'd pick Kane and Salah, and we're not going to put Cavani in. He's an honourable mention. 37% conversion rate, the highest in the Premier League this year. If you How many goals did he finish with? 10. Right. Uh, Kiss my ass. Uh, are, are you actually, are you genuinely putting Cavani in your I team? I think if you had a 4-3-3, you'd have to put Cavani in, but because we're only... If we went 4-3-3, Cavani. Also, Paddy mentioned brilliant one, Rafinha. Yeah, that was a great shake. That was a great shake. But um, no, I think it, it, has be, it has to be Salah and Kane. Cavani. In a 4-3-3, I like I love Rafinha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Rashford scored 11 goals. Yeah, but he's shake. Well, <laughs> um, this, this, Harry Martinez. No. Go on ahead. Like, Cavani had a good finish to the season. But overall... He wasn't good the whole season. He, in terms of what he, in terms of this game, the time he played and he, in total number of shots and stuff like that, he was unbelievable. See, if you're going to put Cavani, yeah. you had to put like Jack Grealish in because even though Jack Grealish only played like whatever many games it was, he was still unbelievable in those games. That's why we're not putting oh, him in. Like, we're not putting him in. <laughs> Son, <laughs> Son as well for Son an honourable yeah. mention. And then he just and fell away. Um, Bamford nah, he's a cray baby Bamford another one uh, Bamford got you know, 17 you know who, goals do you know who finished the season in double figures Christian Benteke there's a notable mention for our Crystal Palace That's listener nice. yes yeah, he, he also had the lowest he also the lowest goal conversion in the in the <laughs> top 25 or something like that him and Mane actually yep. lowest goal conversion yeah, yeah like shot, shot conversion Goals surely, surely Werner's up there. Like. He didn't well, win he, the goals again. He didn't count. <laughs> um, right, I'll run through our team here before we move on. Emmy Martinez and goals, excellent. Luke Ayling, Ruben Diaz, Wesley Fofana and Luke Shaw. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, Mason Mount, Stuart Dallas and what's Suchek's first name again? Thomas. Thomas Suchek, that's right. Uh, Leeds have two players in this squad. That is obviously nuts. Um, Kane and Mohamed Salah up front. The two lads chasing each other for the golden boot in the end, which high Kane coming out on top. That's our team of the year for the football bubble. Pretty good team. I like that we've only picked one player from Man City, not to have a dig at Man City. We've just have, we've looked at the league and other players have um, maybe impressed us. And it's our team of the season, so root anyone that's annoyed a bit. Um, I'm annoyed right, by we'll I know, but you're allowed to be. You're annoyed at everything. Um, yeah, our moment, your moment of the season, and the same as you're talking now, Jonathan. What has been your moment of the season? Give us your best moment of the season, and more importantly, the one I want to hear is your worst moment of the season. Does it have to be Premier League, by the way? And uh, no, it could be this season if you want. If you're something mad. Okay, fair enough. If if that's the rules, then okay. Um. Tottenham going out of the Europa League is my moment of the season. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like that that gave me more joy than any Arsenal game this season. I'm I'm not exaggerating. So there you are. That's my moment of the season. I thought it was great. 
Uh, right. Um, we'll keep your worst one. We'll go round them. Uh, someone's farting there, nice. Uh, Stephen, what was your moment of the season? Uh, so I misunderstood the brief. <laughs> oh, dear. Of course. So I thought it was like my favourite thing of the season, and it was the return of Sergi time. Uh, so United scored 14 goals after the 19th minute this season, so that was kind of um, was up there. But no, I think in terms of a, like anything I've seen, uh, I think it was the 9-0. It had to be that game and just everything that happened in it because you don't see 9-0 wins very often. So I think that was, was, was mine. What was the 9-0? The Southampton. Southampton. Got oh, yeah. After like 20 oh, that's right. I remember that. Uh, I remember it now. It was like a Tuesday night, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a stup- one of those super games, yeah. Yeah, midweek game. Uh, Brent, what was your moment of the season? Um, <clears throat> yet to come. Could be. Could be yet to come. Season's not over. Um, but so far, um, stuck between two very different ones. Um, the... The Real Madrid second leg, um, I know it's not Premier League, but um, that and actually think I'm going to go with the announcement of Chelsea Paul Knight of the European Super League and the fans outside Stamford Bridge that night. Yeah, no, good one. That was class, actually. That whole night was that whole night on Twitter was like unbelievable. I would have uh, something it, else happen again. Yeah, it was that like was. it was like a proper. Celebration, um, yeah, and it was. I think, obviously, it was in round like things like starting to open up and stuff, and like we had actually no fans at all, um, and then this was like the biggest celebration of all, and it was everyone, like it wasn't just one set fans, it was everyone together. It was a real euphoric feeling. I remember we did the pod on it, like, and it was great. Um. Paddy, what was your moment of the season so far? Alison's header, definitely. Uh, and his interview afterwards, I would say, was my moment of the season. It was just so... Which, well, we spoke about last week. No, I have no need to probably go over it again, but it was just so uh, touching and emotional, and I just thought it was class. And, and so rare, too, for, to see a, head, like a keeper score, and also a goal of that quality. You see a few scruffy goals from a keeper, or the odd goal kicker, Pumped out of the hands that has an extra bounce in the wind or something, or a big bounce in the wind, but that was just like the most perfect textbook header from a corner uh, to essentially get a Champions League qualification in the end. So that was definitely my moment of the season. Mine is not that one. That was class. Just pick something different. Was the Johnny like this? The the last minute winner against Spurs by Firmino. Enjoyed it because yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was uh, that was the week. Obviously, Big Day was in a coma, and I was watching the match. And then he woke up, and we were top of the league. Now, obviously, we didn't stay there, unfortunately, for him and us. But um, he, when he went into a coma, we weren't top of the league. And then he woke up, and we were. And it was because we'd obviously done the Doherty on Spurs in the last minute with Firmino header, and there was fans at Anfield as well. I think it was two and a half thousand, three thousand in. And it was just a surreal moment. Like I was thinking about it yesterday, or Saturday, I was over with him talking about him. It was just a brilliant, brilliant moment. Um, just Liverpool way. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then Allison's, well, I missed Allison's uh, header at the time because I was putting Finn down. But when I relived that back, it was just uh, insane. Um, 
worst moment of the season. I'm gonna go with uh oh something. Uh Steve. That was me. Let me yeah, that was actually me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. Um, That's Arsenal season coming to a close. I'm not in the highlights. A good 1990 version. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with just Jordan Pickford existing uh, as my moment, worst moment of the season. Right. Just that that tackle just uh, um, just wrecked. Not I don't care. It didn't wreck the season, whatever. We get there, but it just put Van Dijk out for a whole season. And now he's missed the Euros off the back of it, and um, it just but just a just a shite moment. Um, whether it was on purpose or not, like that's that's regardless of the thing, or it doesn't make any sense, whatever. Um, but yeah, that was my worst moment of the season. What was yours, Brenton? Um, <clears throat> sort of. As, as, like a sliding doors moment, um, but Lampard leaving um, was horrible. Um, you know, even though as you look at it now, it, it may have been the right thing for the team at the time and for the club and the direction. Um, it's it, it, it's just heartbreaking <laughs> watching like your childhood hero have to go through that. Um, so yeah, that. I think it was you actually taxed me. Um, Frank gone. That announcement was took me a while to get over. Um, but yeah, I mean, not not a slight on Tuchel, obviously, like because turns out that he's done a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, I can't think of um, anything else. The Hannah Springs to mind for for the feeling. Um, maybe the. Creation of the Super League or the announcement of Chelsea going into it comes close, but yeah, Frankie getting the boot is mine. Tell me what was yours? Countless, really. Um, Super League is a good one, to be quite honest. Uh, there's there was a, a time there for a few days where genuinely thought that would be me done with supporting Arsenal. Um, Yesterday it was quite bad as well. Like we had nothing to play for, as you know. Like in terms of me compared to the rest, you just all had stuff to play for. And um, going into the final game of the season, and some of you still have other things to go for. Um, but yesterday was like maybe one of the first times this season, maybe since the start of the season, where I've actually kind of cared <laughs> to tune in and really be bothered with an Arsenal game because I thought, you know. The best we're going to get this season is maybe finish up Spurs, and we ended up we didn't do that, and that kind of pissed me off. But I mean, in in terms of the entire season, it's just been it's been awful. Um, Arsenal were bad last season, but this season's just been been worse. Um, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to kind of just give you one answer because there's actually been so much crap having to deal with this year. And when you look back on it, like we said earlier, we only finished six points outside the Champions League spots. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, if the manager had have picked maybe the right teams, the right players, where would we have ended up? Who knows? But I don't know. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of shit really this year. So you know, hopefully, and I'm not just saying it's just having a go at them. Like the likes of William and stuff are are gone. At the start of this season coming. 
I don't know. It's it's like it's, I can't remember which part of your Steve said. It's kind of the hope that kills you, and you're kind of hoping for a big summer from Arsenal in terms of like I don't need the massive signings. I just need players that are going to come in and make us better and get us yeah. up to challenging for the Champions League spots again. You know, there's only so long you can kind of stay out of it before things become really tough. So. I don't know, I'll be optimistic probably at the start of next season and then just want to just give up on it all come September. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Your point there on you just want players to cure, I think that's why I know you were winding up earlier, why I'm, I'm so annoyed Gini Wijnaldum being let go. Wijnaldum yeah. didn't miss a minute, didn't miss a game for Liverpool this year in the league. And he's played like 200 and something games, he's only missed 23 injury. There's no other midfielder Liverpool have that does that is as durable as that? And you need players like that. Well, yeah, and as I said earlier, he wasn't the glamour signing when they signed him, but he is at the heart of everything we've won under Jurgen Klopp. And then you dust you want you, when you want you want you, you you want your team to sign all these big names. Yes, class. Let's sign Haaland. Let's sign Mbappe. And Manchester United. Let's sign Sancho. Let's sign whoever. And but what you want is you want the player to turn up and give a shit. Mm-hmm. You want like Edison Cavani's doing, Steve at my night now. He, you can tell he cares. He's staying on for another year because he cares. And when he gets a full house at Old Trafford, he's going to care even more. That's what Cavani brings. Even though, like Mason Mount, he absolutely runs his bollocks off for Chelsea each game. And I know Arsenal are going through that moment, but there's someone like Tierney if they can get people that give a shit like Tierney does. And into that squad with a bit of quality, then that's what you'll want next season going forward. And I hope Arsenal do like because we want you to be enjoying your football. We want you to be following Arsenal. And look, we want to always beat every team in this group. And let, and I tell you what, if Spurs beat you in the cup final, sir, you're gonna to have to hide because I'm coming for you. But we want you to be enjoying your football yeah. and then get players in, in like so. Yeah, well, yeah, they need, they need to get a cup final first, to be quite honest. Like, but <laughs> uh, like th- there's the Arsenal team after Fabregas left. Like Wenger brought in the likes of Giroud and Podolski. Now. Although they're not the big stars, they were effective and kept Arsenal in the Champions League. And it's just been poor management that's kind of screwed us over the last couple of years. Like they kept them in the Champions League when they really should have been building on that, you know, bringing in like Arsenal had a good attacking line for so long and they just needed to add it to the defence and make that stronger and they didn't. And then they've brought in defenders who have been alright. But then the the attack's just absolute shit. You just you just need to like get decent players who maybe aren't massive names. Like there's plenty of good players in the French league and probably Serie A as well. Like that could do a job for Arsenal, but some Arsenal fans and you know probably the same with a lot of big big clubs or whatever. Like would turn their nose up at them just because they're not coming from you know I don't know like Barcelona or Real Madrid or whatever. Like so you just gotta kind of get past the the snobbiness I suppose of who you're signing. Get players in who are gonna make a difference. Like. I know we've been linked with the young lad from um, Norwich, who is highly rated and has scored goals and yeah, and assisted. And if he can come in, if you know he even would want to come to Arsenal, like, and can make a difference, then that's a step in the right direction. He's just brilliant. There, there is, there definitely is a that's a good word, snobbiness. There is a snobbiness about saying I think we were, or you know, talking about Chris Wood earlier on, and the fans, you know, although he's effective, fans may wouldn't be happy if he's signed because he's not a sexy signing. Like Liverpool, um, for five, four or five seasons in a row, took players from relegated clubs and used it to build a eventually a Champions League winning squad. Like they took Robertson from Hull, they took Wayne Alden from Newcastle who relegated, they took Ings who obviously his knees blew up for us, but 
and the the Jordan Shakiri from relegated Stoke. Like uh, you know, these players mad up on a free from Schalke. These players can make such a difference. And if if sort of we can all look past where they've come from, um, and and a lot of the, the like us legacy fans maybe do it a bit less so, but maybe some of the younger ones, um, you know, if you sort of look past it, you can still get good. Good, uh, good players and good talent outside of the sort of established European elite. Steve, what's been your worst moment of the season? It's oh, fairly easy. Um, the 13th minute of the Champions League tie against Besiktas, the first one. <laughs> um, that should have been my highlight. Balls, I forgot about that. Yeah, deciding to not leave anyone back for a corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's I weird think to think he's winning the Champions League this year, like because he's obviously just been in the Europa League from you know the knockout rounds. Like it is, I the can't forget he's winning the Champions League. Champions League, but absolutely dominated PSG and Red Bull Leipzig in those first two games of it as well. Like like we're unbelievably good, mm-hmm. um, and then the, what you get with Solskjaer, that like just complete brain fart to look at a United corner and not look to see that there was no one but Nemanja Matic within like 80 yards of the United goal um, yeah that was the slowest cool. man on the planet yeah that was pretty poor like there's a few like the Sheffield United game in the Premier League when they were still top of the table and but like I don't really that's a hard one because there was two fairly dodgy refereeing decisions in that that kind of could have swung the game the other way. But that that goal against Istanbul to concede and like fair play, Dembélé took it well. But yeah, that's when you knew that Solskjaer he still got a lot to learn as a top class coach. So your opinion definitely not changed on him though. Oh, not at all. No, I, I like that's. I think winning the Europa League could be like like the worst thing that could happen to this United side at the moment because I agree guarantees him another two years at least like please I'm actually on the United train now to win it then actually without training <laughs> Steve yeah um, <laughs> but I, you know you know my thoughts on I always get trouble anytime I mention Solskjaer so Paddy what was your worst moment of the season totally echo your thoughts uh, Jordan Henderson um, Pickford or Jordan Jordan Pickford even detonating Van Dijk's uh, Freudian slip Patrick yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah definitely definitely that was uh, had such a seismic effect on, on Liverpool's season so no totally agree with that and that and basically any of those early Monday night 6 o'clock kickoffs that happened um, oh nice so all, all of those uh Generally featuring West Brom, Burnley, Fulham, Sheffield United, Brighton. Just absolute shit. You know what as well? Um, the, uh, it was class shithousery, so it's my shithouse moment of the season, but it absolutely backfired. Maybe not on them, because they weren't going to get near it anyway, but the Leeds players coming out with the earn tops and having a go at the players. I don't know if you saw... Uh, Jordan Henderson's interview with Rory Smith this weekend in the Times. He obviously wasn't there any because he's been injured, but it was it was being relayed back to him what was going on and 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 the fans had, had sort of blocked the Liverpool bus for a little bit going in and called them all sorts because they were right the Leeds fans to be angry at Liverpool but not at the players but anyway, um and then they they, they left the Ernest T-shirts in the change room thinking Liverpool were going to wear it or whatever and they never were and then I think the players took offence that when they came out and they were annoyed. So just then for us to then earn it, 
Liverpool to go and earn it and get third and then thing it back. I thought that was quite, you know, shut up your whole Leeds, but also I fully respect what you're doing there, Leeds, because I love shit houses. So that was a moment of the season for me just to see that, and, and that was all around the whole Super League nonsense that was going on. And we could be talking about a different podcast tonight if that had went through um, and, and what we're looking at in the future, but thankfully it hasn't at the moment anyway. Um, your player, to finish off the podcast, we'll be with this is our third segment, um, have a bit of a bumper one tonight to finish off the season. Your player of the season, lads, um, who wants to go first? Was there a player of the season? Who wants to jump in? Premier League. I just, I just said, Premier League say, I think if he hadn't signed for Man City, I don't know if he would have won the league. I think, I think he's that important. That's, that's my shirt. Uh, Johnny, what's your place? Who's your place? Mm. Well, I want to give an honourable mention to someone outside the Premier League. Uh, Luis Suarez. I think he's been fantastic for Atletico. Uh, but Premier League player of the season. Um, shit, I don't really know. Like Mason Mount's been fantastic for Chelsea. There's no doubt, and because Parnay looked like him, um, I'm just going to give it to him. <laughs> that's glad. <laughs> Just on Suarez and Atletico Madrid, that's my football moment of the season so far. And the Euros and the Cup of America's coming up and the Champions League or whatever. And the Europa League final this week. But Atletico winning it and Suarez winning it and sticking two fingers up at Barcelona who let him go was just brilliant. And the last two, three rounds of, of La Liga were wild. Um, Breton, who's your player this season? <laughs> Hang on a minute. I'm still absolutely shook that Jerry gave it to Chelsea. Player. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm not going to give it to them dirty bastards down the road, so I might as well give it to Chelsea players. Harsh voice, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I think Diaz. I think um, with uh, with the same sentiment that Paddy has explained it, um, I think if he's not there, they. They probably don't win it this season. Um, and also, what is he, 23? For a commanding centre-half to basically just control City's back line all season. Um, very good. And he, um, he deserves it, I think. Stephen? I'm going to give it to Kante. Um, I think really? It's yeah. I think it's his uh, it's his best season since the Leicester title winning season. I think he did absolutely everything Thomas Tuchel asked of him. He doesn't get a huge amount of credit because he does that like unseen work a lot of the time. But I think he's the perfect blend blend of knows when to play the true ball, knows when to step back and cover. I, I just think he's a fabulous footballer. I think he's one of the best the Premier League has ever seen in terms of midfielders. I think he's right up there with the, the very best of them. Um, and I thought he was really good this season. Mm, he's one of the nice guys. Nice. Like. Yeah. It's hard not I, to uh, like him. I mean, instead of France, go. he used to go go to training on a scooter, and not even like a motorized scooter, like one of those ones that you use your foot on the road. <laughs> except for Kai, I don't know how to pronounce it, Kai, Kai N or something. Uh, yeah, he's take a wee scooter. I think that's pretty cool. He seems so humble, and he drives a wee, or he did drive a wee mini and all, and you Still see pictures of him go, going to Moscow with the lads and all. He just seems like a real nice, humble guy, and yeah, not too many of them sometimes in football. I'm gonna go with uh, Ruben Diaz as well. I think he, as 
Paddy and Brenton's record without him, uh, I don't think Man City win the league or get themselves into end up in the Champions League because I think he's just been such a difference to them at the back. And they've missed someone like that since company's gone, obviously, and, and he slotted straight back in. Um, I mean, it, it took him long enough. They signed enough defenders to try and get there, but he's been excellent, and I think he probably is going to end up winning. I know he won the Football Riders, and I think he's probably going to win the Players one, but um, yeah, Raven Diaz, uh, an excellent season for him at Man City. Um, so that's who I would go. So I think there's three votes for Diaz there, so he's possibly going to win our... Yeah, he'll win our Player of the Season, but nice for Mount and Kante, two, two excellent players at Chelsea who... Brenton, you'll be hoping on Saturday have a big game. Um, anything else you want to add in? Any bonus things you have you want to add in before we finish off? Uh, yes, I have, um, a yes. Bit, I have a little bit of trivia. Here we go. What is it? Go on. Yes. If anyone's, I know um, Steve will probably know this, like, but um, who is the first ever outfield Premier League player to play every single minute for two seasons running? Frank Lampard. No, no, this season. Oh, this, this season? This season and last season? Yeah. Connor Cody, maybe? Does he play a lot? No, I think um, he had a chance of it the previous season or something, but he missed it. Like, somebody took, like, Nuno maybe took him off with, like, 10 minutes to go if, when they were getting beat. So he hasn't been, he hasn't been subbed? No, every single minute in, in the Premier League. And he's who, sorry? Throne Mings? No. Andy Robinson? No. no. Throne Mings? No, it's, it's, um, it's not, uh, it's not a big sex club, and it's not Throne Mings. Lewis Dunk? No. Uh, Midfielder. Midfielder? Word Price? Word Price is correct. Wow. Trick sex, Steve. You had to know it. I was just going to say, I want someone else to answer it, so. <laughs> I think it's also um, class. it's also nice to give a mention to the likes of Inter and Sporting and Lille who've won their leagues and I suppose I suppose we'll give a nice mention to Rangers too to keep our our friends happy. They, they, they had a great season as well. Unbeaten. Yeah. It, uh, it was class yeah. to see different winners in a, especially Inter Milan break the Juventus mould. Uh, unfortunately Napoli couldn't do them justice last night and put them in the Europa League but uh, I'm talking about Juventus here, but and then Lille stopping PSG again was brilliant. As you said, Sporting, I think it's the first one they've won in 18 years to see them come through and win it as well. So, How does yeah. Sonny feel about uh, PSG signing Pochettino to win the Champions League and then not winning La- League One? You can know, take the man out of Spurs. <laughs> you can't take the Spurs out of them all. Um, I wonder if he'll end up back there but that's for a different day I think anyone else anything else you've saw I do I think, I think given the amount of love that Ruben Diaz has received on the podcast this evening he has nailed on Friday and on goal or red card in, on, in Champions League final that's the only goes. reason I gave it to him yeah it's absolutely guaranteed he's had far too much praise <laughs> what about, what about to, to finish you off quick fire score predictions for the Champions League final uh, and the Europa League okay um, and the subsidiary trophy, yeah. Chelsea on penalties for Champions League. Oh, uh, please, oh, please, no. Jesus. I I think Chelsea will win it 2 1. Jesus, boys. Jonathan. He's got E 2 0. I'm more comfortable with that, Paradise. 
I remember when we got to the Champions League final, long time ago, uh, we secured a Champions League spot on the final day of the season and then lost the Champions League final, so uh, you never know, Chelsea, you never know. I don't know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to kind of predict, but it would just be typical of Chelsea to play a kind of shift the last couple of games and then go and win 1-0 against Man City and stop them from scoring. Yeah, They've done it. Like I, the, You beat them there, it was two weeks ago, like, so you can do it. Yeah, and, and two weeks previous to that, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I, I know where you're coming from, JD. Um, that would be so Chelsea to, again, sack a manager halfway through the season. Um, look like they're going to fuck everything up and then go in the Champions League. Um it's hard to predict your own team, but Chelsea an extra time. Will you have to be confident. I think regardless, yeah. no matter what, if he wins it or not, I think he's the sack by Christmas anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Di Matteo style? Absolutely. Yeah. I met Di Matteo one time um, after he won the Champions League with Chelsea. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah. He was outside the Emirates and I was absolutely gassed and thought, I'm going to go over here and get a picture with this guy. So me, me and the guy that um, I go to Arsenal games with went over to get a picture with him and we got the photo and the boy that I go to the Arsenal games with fucking cropped me out of the photo of the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is there no evidence anywhere? No, nowhere. No, he followed up on Facebook the next week and I was like, you bastard, you cropped me out of that photo. That is my my moment of the season because it's only just come tonight. Um, the Europa League fan, Steve, he's winning it. No, losing two one. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but I also think you're going to lose uh, two one. Three one, United. You're just saying not the jinx them. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what's your prediction? Um, Una Masterclass 2-0 Villarreal. Nice. No and there's, there's no way United don't score. Um, United on penalties. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I deserve that. Um, I think that, that's us then for our Premier League season wrap. Um We'll be back to cover the two European finals, obviously, at some point next week. We'll get that done, and then we have a little break, and we're going to come back with the Euros, but we'll send you more information, and you'll know all about that closer to the time, because it's coming very, very soon. Um, thanks, everyone, for always listening throughout the whole season. Uh, get get us on the Football Babble on all your social media uh, channels and your Patreon link, which is Brenton. Patreon.com forward slash Football Babble. Get on that. Pledge your pound. Um especially coming up for next season and the Euros as well. It'll be worth your, worth your pound coin for the month. Uh, thanks to all the lads, uh, just for me personally, for this whole season. I've really enjoyed it. It's been therapy. So thanks, Paddy, even though you hit Osal and you're a prick. Thanks, Stephen, even though you might not have you're a prick. Uh, thanks, Johnny, you're just a prick. And Brenton, Ben says you're a prick. So thanks, everyone, for coming on. And um, chat these all again after next week after the European finals. Good luck. Crunk it. <laughs>